0: Thanks for joining us today on the Centerpoint Podcast, coming from the Loft on Main in Danville, Kentucky. For more information, check us out at centerpointdanville.com. Wow! 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 My boss is terrible. Period. I gotta punctuate it. But behind your back, I said I hate it. Oh, yeah. my lightning strike me down if I lie, man. No one be around with my tongues untied. Every says it's okay. All the little things I say with my big fat mouth. <laughs> <laughs> la 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 today we get to land the plane and uh on this summer series called my big fat mouth and some of you know exactly what type of mouth you got It it is sometimes a little bit bigger than it needs to be, especially with all those good foods out there. But if you missed any of the sessions we've been able to talk over the summer, you can always catch them back up on podcast or on the internet, and so we hope you do that. But uh, the big idea essentially of this whole series, if you haven't been with us, is it it comes from this guy named James, and he's found in the Bible. And the big idea is chapter 1, verse 19, where it says, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be what? Quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to become angry. And so a better way to remember this, what we've said is narrowed down a couple words, is quick to listen, slow to speak. Quick to listen, slow to speak. And in week one, we talked about why it's important, why it's important to, to really be quick to listen and slow to speak, and why we should not allow our mouths to lead the way by being slow to listen and quick to speak. And a lot of us, if we're just completely honest and transparent this morning, that's what we typically do, don't we? We, we, we sort of jump the gun with our mouths before we understand the full situation. We, we just naturally do that because that's the environments that we've probably been brought up in. And how many relationships have been simply hurt by us and our big fat mouths? I mean, we've either said something or we've, we've just thrown it out there really quickly and we didn't even know we were doing it sometimes. Sometimes we do it so well we don't even know we're doing it. But what we should be doing is allowing our ears to lead the way by quick to listen, and slow to speak. And in week two, we jumped into this idea, you know, this thing that we do. Uh, maybe some of us do it a little bit better than others, but, you know, it's, it's like, it's the percentages, like you, you do like eight of them a day, believe it or not, and, and probably good ones, but it's called complaining. And complaining is is what we said is is this. If you change your circumstances, do something about it. If you can change your circumstances, then do something about it. Don't just complain about it. Do something about it. And if you can't change your circumstances, then change your perspective. Change from here to there. And understand there's a reason why you're going to. Just don't complain about it. In week three, we looked at this word called criticizing. We critique a lot, don't we? we? We critique everything. And what we learned was we have two choices in life. And those two choices could either be, you could be a fault finder in critiquing, or you could be a hope dealer. And I pray that we, we took away from that day, we, we just want to be a hope dealer to change the environment around us. In week four, we took on that big thing that, that flies out of our mouth on occasion just because we want to impress somebody, don't we? We want to impress that person, and that thing that we do often, maybe sometimes we sort of stretch the truth, right? Or maybe we don't tell all the truth, and that, that word is called what? Lying. See, lying is such a hard thing to deal with in life, but, but this is what we said. We said the root reason most of us lie is because we completely don't trust God. I, I don't know if that's, you know, for you where you're at today, but Think about it. The root reason why most of us lie is because we truthfully don't completely trust God. And so we lie to ourselves, we lie to others, we, we make up things to make it seem like we're better than we really are. And, and things come out of our mouth just because we can. In week five, we got into this word that gets us into so much trouble some days. It gets us into so much trouble and we found out some th- interesting facts about it, but the truth of the word is, it's just straight up gossip. We can try to cover it and disguise it with so many different ways, but the, the word is, is got, called gossip. And gossiping is such a hurtful tool in our culture that it comes out of our mouths, and we don't even know sometimes we're caught into it, do we? We're, we're sort of just caught into it, and then we repeat what we heard, and that's just straight up Gossip. And, and, and what we knew or what we know about gossip is this, is, is gossip claims, I am strong because they are weak. But the gospel proclaims, I am weak and he is what? Strong. And see, a lot of us need to go back to understanding that you can't do this alone. And it's time to stop lying to yourself and stop covering it up and disguising it and understand that the gospel is wanting to change who you are. You see, each week we have basically gave you some words of wisdom that we believe will help you navigate each day of your life. And if you follow these words of wisdom that comes from James when he does say, it is wise to be what? Quick to listen and slow to speak. He is so wise when he said that principle a long, long time ago. It speaks volumes of where we're at today because so many people jump the gun and they use their mouth quicker than they should have. Now, last week, we gave you some a verse that truly, in my opinion, is probably one of my favorite verses nowadays. Uh, but some of you still need to hear it. And, and, and I think James is, is really on point with this series, with this one verse. And it comes from one of the wisest men that ever lived. And his name was Solomon in, in the book of Proverbs. And he left us this in Proverbs twenty one twenty three. And, and some of you quoted it, remembered it from last week. But this principle gets straight to the point or can I say it this way, to the mouth of it, for everybody. And for some of you, you need this, you still need this. And Solomon records this in 21, 23, it says this, it says, watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, and you will what? Stay out of trouble. Oh, come on, come on, a little bit louder, come on. Watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, and you will what? Stay out of trouble. For some of you, you need that. Yeah, we can get that on postcards. We can print it out on the way out. We can text it to you. You know, watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, and you're going to stay out of trouble. And for some of you, you need to put that on your rearview mirror, on your, on your, on your mirror, I mean, you everywhere, computer screen, on, on your phone. I mean, you need it as your screensaver. You need it everywhere because we don't really do that that well. But I can promise you there's some wisdom in that. Watch your tongue. Keep your mouth shut. And you will stay out of trouble. Now, I know we've had some fun over the last couple of weeks and we've been truthful in almost everything we've done and said and and, and we've been transparent in everything we've tried, but I I have found it funny that some people still are struggling with this. I really do find it interesting that people still allow things to come out of their mouth that truly hurt people. And I even watched it this week. I watched it on Friday. You know, some people said some pretty negative things. I even watched it yesterday. It was just almost like it was just coming out. Now I know they wasn't here and they didn't hear this message but I watched it take place and I just wondered why we do it so well. Why do we attack one another with our big fat mouths? Now we can look at all these words and we can sit here and and we can have fun with it but what I want to do today is simply this. I want to ask you a quick question we've talked about, what for the last five weeks now, we, we've talked about what, our, what not to do, right? And how to correct those behaviors in our mouth and our actions when we do speak quickly, right? We, we've talked about those. But what is your mouth good for? What is it good for? And I mean, God gave us all kinds of, of, of things and body parts, but he only gave you one mouth. And for some of you, you use it wisely. Praise the Lord, right? But for others, well, you're trying. And for the rest of you, just know that Jesus saves. And so, you know, but if I wish to wish to ask you this question, what is your mouth good for? What is it? For you this week, what is it good for? Could you take a piece of duct tape and put it over your mouth? And would anybody know? It's a great question. And see, I don't know if, if you've ever thought about that question, but let me Quickly share some information with you that I thought would be critical for us this morning, simply because of the environment that we're trying to create. I just want to point out some scriptures that I believe can help you move forward this fall semester as we wrap up summer and we just sort of put things in perspective. The Apostle Paul gives us a principle that I think we can build on today, and, and, and that's that's sort of the thing. And if you're taking notes, this is it. You know the first thing we're supposed to be doing is is building others up. We're supposed to be building others up. And, and, And it comes out of 1 Thessalonians 5, 11. Therefore, encourage one another in what? Build one another up, just as you're already doing. Some of you are good at it. Some of you need to work on it, but build each other up. You'll find it on, it keeps on going to Hebrews 10. Now, some people don't know if, if Paul wrote it, they're arguing, but let's just go for the fact that maybe he did write it, but it's in the Bible, so let's just go for it. Hebrews 10, 24 through 25. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, right, as it is a habit of some, but, what? Well, here it comes, but encouraging one another. And all the more you will see the day drawing near as we build each other up. Ephesians 4, 29, let no corrupt talk come out of your mouth. Man, that's powerful. But only such as it good for what? Building up. As it fits on the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. 1 Corinthians 14, 26, it says, what then, brothers? When you come together, each one has a hymn, a lesson, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. And that's why we do this right here right now. She's over there painting, and she's just allowing her her natural gifts to just overflow. And I'm encouraged by it. But I love what Paul says right here at the very end of it. It says, let all things, all things be done for what? Building up. Building up. Romans 14, 19, it says, so then let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. The Apostle Paul was onto something really radical. He knew that things had to come out of his mouth to encourage one another, to build one another up if he wanted to see the gospel move forward. Now, when we allow our words of love come out of our mouth that builds others up, what do you think will happen? What do you think will happen? My my guess is this, it changes lives that what? It changes lives. And I don't know many people who like to be around people who are always lying, who are always complaining, who are always criticizing, who are always gossiping. I don't know many people who like to be around them. But I know many of people, I know many of persons who swarm to those who build others up. And they sort of drain them. And then the next thing you know, that person who was really good at it, Never got any encouragement anymore, and they're done. And that breaks my heart because people suck the life out of people. When you have been received that moment of building something up, you should be starting to build others up. That should be the natural process, what James is talking about, what Paul's talking about, and what Solomon was trying to encourage. But I know many a people who just need to be encouraged. And when we truly begin to use our mouths, what they were created for, when we act like who we follow, then we begin to build on what love started. They'll know who we represent by the things that come out of our mouth, out of the outflow. It will change lives. That literally change lives second thing, if you're taking notes, and one of the most important things that I think will ever come out of your mouth is this. If you claim to be a Christ follower, we're supposed to worship. We're supposed to be worshiping our Lord every single day. We're supposed to be worshiping our Lord in every single way. In 1 Chronicles 16, 23 and following, it says, let the whole earth sing to the Lord. I love it. Each day proclaiming the good news that he what? He saves. Publish his glorious deeds among the nation. Tell everyone, tell everyone about the amazing things he does. Great is the Lord. He is the most worthy of praise. He is feared above all gods. The gods of other nations are mere idols. But the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty surround him Strength and joy fill his dwelling. In Psalms 99.3, it says this: Let them praise your great and awesome name. Your name is holy. In Psalms 29, 1 through 2, it says, Honor the Lord. Honor the Lord, you heavenly beings. Honor the Lord for his glory and his strength. Honor the Lord for the glory of his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Psalms 101 through 2, it says this. Shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him, singing with joy. And one of my favorites. Revelation 4, 8. You know, and this is an echo, by the way. You know, this just allows you to see that the Old Testament and the New Testament is mirrored and it allows us to understand that this was prophesized not by just one person, but two people. And in Isaiah, it says the exact same thing in Isaiah 6, but in John, who wrote Revelation, Revelation 4, it essentially says this. What we're going to be doing when we get to heaven It says each of these living beings had six wings and they were covered with eyes all over. And I don't know if that would freak you out, but it would freak me out. But inside and out, day after day, night after night, they would keep on saying one or two or three words, all the same one word though. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The one who always was, who is, and is still to come. Holy, holy, holy holy. Now you can dive into a little bit deeper into some of the scriptures about what your mouth is good for. You know, one of the things I thought was interesting, it does say it's good for kissing. It says, greet your brother with a holy kiss. Now some of you are going to be struggling with that one. The other one's like, yes, I knew I was supposed to be in church this morning. Amen. <laughs> That's coming from a blind man. Just watch out. But today, what we wanted to do is to give you space. Is to give you space to do both of these things. For some of you, you need this moment. Your summer has sucked. It has been draining. The summer has been horrible, full of lies, full of critics, full of complaints and gossip. And for others, you, you forgot that he is your Lord. And you haven't worshiped in a long time simply because you have been too busy. And so we want to give you a platform for you to say holy, holy, holy. And for allow the Holy Spirit to move you because we know this. If we get this right, if we, if we lean in and allow our mouths to be used for what they were created to do, we know that the outflow, the overflow of the heart The mouth will speak with wisdom, his wisdom, his mercies, his grace, and more importantly, his love. You see, when we recognize who we are, it begins to change our heart. And you know what? It will actually begin to change your perspective of who you are. You will understand that you were fearfully and wonderfully made according to the book of Psalms. You see, this is supposed to be a natural response to praising his holy name and to lifting others up, building others up. When we do this, life happens, love builds, and Jesus gets the credit. I want that environment. Maybe that's just selfish. But I pray we all understand what it means to be quick to listen. Listen slow to speak and when we do it it will impact not just your life those around you and so the, the team have got some songs that they just want to they just want to pray over to you and for some of you you just need to sit there quietly and worship for others you need to stand with arms wide open and maybe for some of you, you need to walk physically across the room and build somebody up. You need to pour out love over them and just encourage them and love them. Maybe it's just a simple hug and you don't know how to do that. Maybe for some of you, you need to greet that brother with a holy kiss. It could be the most challenging thing you do today, but it could start with your wife or your husband. We just want to give you space to do this. Here's an altar just prayer altar here just look at what she's drawing and just allow that to speak to you allow God to move you but I just pray that whatever happens here in the next 15 to 20 minutes is just worship and it changes your life for the better so Jesus right now we're just we're just asking for favor we're asking for favor in a way that allows life to happen Some of us have been too busy to even understand that you're our Lord this week. We've been running from here to there and our mouth has been speaking a lot, but we've never spoken directly towards you. And you're just trying to get our undivided attention. I know for some are like, this is the most boring thing in the world. The next 15 minutes, we're gonna be singing. 20 minutes, we're gonna be singing. I, I just pray that you speak. Spirit speaks to their heart because if this bores them, they're not going to like heaven very much. That throne room manages is full of majesty and glory, and the only thing that takes place is three words: "is holy, holy, holy." It's all it can, you can utter. So, God, I'm just asking for those who are in; have ears to hear. That we worship your name. We experience you and we move from here to there. Each of the four living creatures had six wings and covered with all eyes all around them under its wings day and night, day and night, day and night. They never stopped saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. If that doesn't stir your pot for what's to come, I don't know what will. You needed this this morning. Some of you walked in dead because of the weak, because you got caught up in lying, gossiping, slander, critiquing, complaining. Your mouth is good to build others up and to worship God. I pray today is a moment that you can go out with and encourage others build others up change the lives of many around you and I do know this when it's all said and done this ain't got nothing on what you're about to experience when you get to the next step this has been good this has been really good almost like a taste and see And if that's where you're at right now, I just pray that you're leaning into what God's doing and if you need to talk to somebody, hey, that's what we're here for. And we just trust the Holy Spirit that he's gonna move you this week from here to there. And along the way, we just get to watch what God does and he moves groups of people and when he does that, it creates a movement and that's what we like to call church. Thank you for being a part this morning. Thank you for worshiping. Thank you for engaging and, 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 and literally stretching out some arms and just allowing God to move you a little bit. And I know some of you are like, oh man, this, can, we, can we just keep going a little bit? Well, that's up to you. That's, that's, that's your step on what you decide to take to your dinner table or what you're gonna talk about this afternoon or maybe how you gathered with people this week together around maybe a coffee table or maybe just in your homes that's worship you see the bible says it's very clear where two or more are gathered so am i and so i encourage you don't be silent about this go and tell others share the experience because if you keep silent the devil wins The one thing that our mouth was good for, you're not even using it. So I challenge you, go and share and watch what happens.